Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, it's Julie. Welcome to the Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about everything green and growing that God gave us. Special thanks to julienaturally.com for sponsoring today's episode. You can learn more about her on her website at julienaturally.com. And we're going to get started with today's show. Today's show is about natural hydration drinks. So since we're all more active now, even though some things are closed, we can still get out and get biking and hiking and swimming in some places and uh, just getting more active, walking and and stuff, that uh, we need to be careful about staying hydrated. And I know there's a lot of popular sports drinks and stuff that we tend to buy from the grocery store. Um, They're they're inexpensive and they taste really good, I know. Um, But they're not always the healthiest thing to drink, even though they do hydrate us and they do provide electrolytes. They're often really full of sugar. And so for some people, that can be a serious problem. Um, Also, the electrolytes are synthetically produced. They're not natural electrolytes. So you do end up excreting a good portion of those uh, because your body can only absorb so much and it tends to absorb natural electrolytes a lot easier than the synthetic ones. So what kinds of natural hydration drinks did our ancestors drink? Because of course they didn't have the sports drinks and stuff that we have now and they spent a lot of time outside working on the farms and and fields, plowing and digging, and even, even out in factories, um, they still didn't have those sports drinks, but they had to stay hydrated uh, in order to be able to continue working hard. So what did they have? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those things today. But before we get started talking about the hydration drinks, we're going to talk a little bit about water and our needs for water because there's a lot of different theories and ideas around that that go around. I just want to bring out a few points that you need to keep in mind about your water needs because there some people say, oh, eight glasses of water water, so eight eight ounce glasses of water a day, and that's not entirely accurate. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're also going to talk a little bit about signs of dehydration and heat exhaustion so that you can avoid those things. How do you know if you're even getting enough water uh, if you don't know those signs? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So first of all, If your diet is high in fat uh, and carbohydrates especially, uh, you 
are getting some of your water from the food that you eat. And why did I say fats? Well, because when your body breaks down fat, it releases water as a byproduct. So um, a diet that has more fats and more carbs uh, tends to have your body releases water uh, just from digesting those things. Uh, And plus, a diet higher in fruits and vegetables tends to have more water in it anyway because fruits and vegetables are a source of water. And um, in fact, they often make up about 20% of our daily need for water. And then on top of that, uh, you also have um, tea, coffee, milk, juice, soda, all of those things also provide some amount of water in your diet. So do you really need to drink all that extra water on top of it? Uh, Not necessarily. The rule of thumb has often been that men should drink 13 to 15 cups of water. Oh my gosh. And women, 9 to 11 cups. But to be honest, in doing some research, there really are no like really scientific studies that back that up because in truth, everyone's need for water is a little bit different depending on your health, depending on your age, your level of activity, your weight and all kinds of things. So really the best way to know how much water your body needs is to pay attention to signs of dehydration, which are... uh, Dark urine is one of the telltale signs of getting dehydrated. So, you know, I, I know it's not a very pleasant topic to talk about, but you have to pay attention to that. So if you're finding that you're not urinating very frequently and when you do, it's kind of on the darker side, maybe you ought to take some more water, drinks, And uh, get yourself hydrated because uh, dehydration can also lead to feeling sluggish and tired and craving sugar. Now, the fact that you crave sugar, um, just, of course, that's because your body releases water as a byproduct of digesting carbs. Um, So if you're feeling those things, that's a, a good sign that you need to get more hydration. Um, If you're experiencing more severe signs of dehydration, things like dizziness, fainting, confusion, heart palpitations, um, you need to get medical attention immediately because that is an emergency and you're probably going to need some intravenous liquids in order to um, keep you safe. Uh, So pay attention and don't let it get that bad. Pay attention when you're out and about where there aren't places where you can get a drink. Right now, a lot of the um, water fountains and quick things like that are all closed up. So you have to bring along enough drinks for yourself, especially if you're sweating a lot. Uh, That is um, something you need to be very careful about because heat exhaustion often occurs with dehydration because of course your body has trouble cooling itself if it's not getting enough fluids 
which makes sense, right? So if the body can't cool itself, then you can also experience a lot of those dehydration symptoms, but you also experience muscle cramps, headaches, lots of sweating, cold, clammy skin, and just feeling really tired and exhausted. Um, And it makes sense because your body's trying to draw water from wherever it can and is really desperately trying to cool itself off because it is overheated. And um, you need to make sure that you get to a cool place and help the body to cool down uh, as soon as you possibly can and be taking in liquids to help the body to cool down uh, from being so overheated. Because if you don't, it can progress to heat stroke. And heat stroke is a medical emergency also. So we don't want things to get that bad when we're out and about. So be careful on hot, hot days. I know around here, it sometimes is hit up to 96 degrees Fahrenheit. It's very hot. Even in the north here, it could get kind of hot, pretty, pretty hot in the summertime. And I know in some parts of the U.S. and other parts of the world, it can get even hotter than that. So um, be very careful and make sure that you are getting enough hydration. But when you're dehydrated like that from all that sweating and trying to keep the body cool and exerting yourself, sometimes water is not enough and you need to get some electrolytes in there also. And so that's what we're going to talk a little bit about now. Did you know that uh, there are electrolytes in some of the drinks that you can make from fruits and vegetables? I, I It's it's amazing just what... Uh, what what can happen when you just just squeeze some lemon juice in the water and you drink that um, that it it can provide some of those uh, electrolytes much better than um, a salty drink uh, which will make you more thirsty of course uh, it those can be very effective so um, so that is one of the fruits uh, that you can use is lemon. Lemon water before a meal can help increase your digestion. And by the way, uh, drinking a lot of water around meals can make digestion more difficult because uh, you tend to water down the stomach acid. So, you know, have have your drinks in in between meals and uh, try not to drink as much during meals. So, but lemon water can be really good. It's a great way to wake up to uh, help cleanse the system. Cucumber water has been a popular choice lately as well. I've seen that at a lot of places, uh, restaurants even, uh, where they have just slices of cucumber in the water. And that infuses the water with uh, the nutrients from the cucumbers. And they're very refreshing, of course, in the summertime. The third one, which actually has a lot of sodium in it, is celery. That's what gives it that that flavor um, is is the sodium that it has. And 
making celery juice and then putting some of that, mixing it with water can be a great way to provide some of those uh, electrolytes as well. So celery juice and watermelon juice is I've seen these drinks all over the place in the natural food stores, watermelon juice. Watermelon is extremely refreshing on a hot day, and it too can help provide what your body needs uh, when it is dehydrated and hot. Uh, Watermelon is one of the best ways to get hydrated and refreshed uh, as well. Now the next, uh, the next two, you can make some very special drinks from, and uh, the first one is orange. And one year we made something called orangina from orange. So you use fresh squeezed oranges. Uh, it has to be the fresh juice. You can't uh, get it from the grocery store, even if it says no pulp or full of pulp, fresh squeezed from the grocery store. It's better if you squeeze the oranges fresh yourself uh, and you add water, of course, and you add whey. Now, I'm not talking about the whey that's powdered and that you get at the uh, health food store. That's not the way I'm talking about. I'm talking about the whey that is that clear liquid that floats on the top of yogurts and if you can get it from a dairy farmer preferably somebody who will who sells or provides raw milk if you can get raw whey from that that is the best source uh, you can find out more about that from realmilk.org uh, i believe Um, or the Weston Price Foundation. They also have a great resource for that. But you use whey, and the lactobacteria in the whey break down the sugars in the orange, and as they do that, they release nutrients, and it develops into this very fizzy drink that is not really sweet at all. It's kind of a surprising flavor and uh, tastes a little bit like bananas, but not very sweet, like I said, but it's very refreshing, very refreshing on a hot day. And another one that's similar is ginger. Now, old-fashioned ginger ale was not made with sugar, It was made much like what I just described with the orangina. It was made with whey and ginger and water. And they did use some rapadura sugar to help feed the yeasts because it's a combination of yeasts and beneficial yeasts and the uh, lactobacteria that help to make it a refreshing fizzy drink. But ginger... They would call it switchel, and they would take that out to those working in the fields, and it was a very refreshing drink on a hot summer day for farmers working in the field. So that answers one of our questions from earlier about, well, what did they do? They drank ginger ale made from from lacto, 
uh, lacto-fermented uh, whey, you know, the, the whey that does the lacto-fermentation, and, uh, and some sugars and things that uh, help contribute to that. So, and also, you might not expect it, but if you make tea from freshly grated ginger and then you just ice it, that can also have a similar effect, although it's not quite as nice as the old-fashioned ginger ale. Uh, it also is a great drink that provides what you need on a hot day. And the last things um, that I would mention would be kombucha and water kefir. You might not expect that kombucha would be the kind of drink that would be refreshing, on a hot day, but if you're sipping it and taking slow drinks all during the time that you're very active, that can also provide the nutrients that you need to stay strong and stay hydrated and um, is a great benefit to the body anyway, regardless of whether you're very active outdoors or not. Uh, it's a great habit to have is to be drinking kombucha. In fact, my I used to make kombucha here in my house from what the way that you make it is with what's called a, a scoby. I don't know why some people call it a kombucha mushroom. It is not a mushroom. It's not a, a fungus like that. It, it doesn't look anything like a mushroom. I don't know why they call it that. It's called a scoby, which is a symbiotic um, community of bacteria and yeast. And it actually forms a cellulose layer that some people make into candies because it, it does form like a gummy type substance. And it just gets thicker and thicker and thicker as the uh, SCOBY uh, cultures the black tea sugar mixture into kombucha. So I did make that for a long time. And then I stopped because... While everybody was super enthusiastic at the beginning, oh, make the kombucha, make the kombucha, I love that stuff. Everybody was super enthusiastic and wanted to drink it all the time. After a while, you know, the novelty wears off and it was really challenging to try to keep up with drinking the kombucha at the rate that the SCOBY was producing kombucha and it just became really challenging that way and often the kombucha would be really strong and so eventually I just had to stop making it because I, I, I could not drink it fast enough and the the kids were not drinking it anymore but you know it is fun to just buy some bottles sometimes but kombucha can be a great drink also on a hot day so that's super fun and water kefir is very similar uh, but uh, it uses a different culture to make it, which is not a scoby. It's uh, it's actually like these little pearls uh, that uh, I could talk more about on another episode. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, please try one of these drinks instead of the usual go-to. They're pretty. They're, they're fairly inexpensive, especially if you choose to use uh, the lemon or cucumber or ginger, one of those things. They're delicious and uh, much more nutritious for you, much better for your body than uh, sugar-loaded um, sports drinks. So try that. 
And uh, I'd love to hear how it goes for you. You can find me on Facebook at Julie Naturally. And um, you can also find me at julienaturally.com at the website. Bye for now. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless.